You can sit down. You can run when I... Lane, just don't go to the toilet. <laughs> For the visitors, I trust you're okay with that, but we're a crazy bunch of people. We enjoy our Lord. Uh, we love the Lord. We really do. I do. And I trust that the guys that are our members do, and I trust that as the guys that do orientation, I sound like I've got my head in a drum. Is that right? Just carry on fixing it up. So this morning, I wanted... When you left here, I wanted you guys to feel strengthened and I wanted you to feel encouraged. What do you do to strengthen something? You increase its capacity to do more than what it would normally do. Oh, yeah, Jan, thanks for fixing this thing up. Eh? You're a machine. The rest of this team have been sitting on your hands sorted out. That's why I think Vaughn wasn't here today, because he didn't want me to give him the gears. The next thing is I wanted to leave you to leave here encouraged this morning. With your spirit lifted up. Well, how do you encourage? You support. You give somebody confidence. You give somebody hope. There may be someone sitting here this morning and they've got no hope. They're thinking, where to from, from here? And you walk up to them and you say to them, you know what? This is what I believe the Lord wants to say to you. I'm not talking like I normally do because this thing will kill you. If I do, I normally speak a bit louder than <laughs> normally than this. So we've heard in the last couple of weeks that the scripture tells us in Hebrews 11 and verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so when we get born again, when we begin to walk in a relationship with Jesus, and people say, where do you get this born again from? Well, if you look in the Word, Jesus says to a guy called Nicodemus, you need to be born again. So it's a scriptural thing. It's not a, a, a charismatic idea. And so you get a certain amount of faith when you are born again. I, I, I wanted to say as well with uh, Clara, as uh, Luke was speaking about the other night, and they were there. I wanted to ask you guys, what makes it possible for Clara to be like she is? You know what makes it possible? The fact that her dad first loved her. And that's what it's like with God. We love Him because He first loved us. We can't love Him in the way that He wants us to love Him, in our own ability or our own strength. And so we take this place of, 
of uh, Romans 10 and verse 9 to 10, it says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Another word we use, saved. Are you saved? Are, are, are you in the place where you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead by, by his Father? Do you believe that? Honestly, you know what? We, I want you to just close your eyes and think back to that day when you made the decision to serve Jesus Christ. Can you remember that day? I can remember that day vividly in my mind. It'll be imprinted there forever. And let me tell you, uh, being 61 years old, memory lets me down on a regular basis. But that day, that day, I will never forget. It was such a funny day. You're doing better, Gary and Oreo. Uh, I remember that day I was, I was at Patty's church because it wasn't my church yet. And we were sitting there and this French Mauritian guy from Mauritius, the island, was singing. And he was singing about the Lord and what the Lord had done in his life. And they got to the place where they said, is there anyone here today? And you can ask Patty. I'd been extremely like. I was arrogant. I, I didn't need God in my life. I was more than enough for her and everyone around me. And I got up because I felt hey, my hands are going to... I was sitting on my hands. I genuinely was. I thought if I, if, if I don't get out of this place, I'm going to get born again and these people are going to think I'm weird like they are. Because the week before that, Patsy had had her baptism in the sea in her clothes. I was like, what? And I started to run for the back door. And in those days when I got saved, the pastor's wives still wore like blue stockings and blue dresses. And they all like, she ran out after me. And she caught me just outside the door. And she asked me, why am I running away from God? Sure, I remember that day. When that happens, that is your first encounter with the living God. First encounter. But you know what? As we go through life, after that first encounter, we are going to come against things that seem like they're going to drag us down. Our faith feels like it's not enough. And we, we, we don't feel like our faith is sufficient to actually pull us down. To stop us being pulled down. And so we find ourselves in a place of having to encounter Jesus on a regular basis. I'm watching you guys. Anyone gets bored? I'm getting those guys up here again. <laughs> that was just a little taste. And so without this increase, we are going to be dragged down. How many of you, when you first got saved, for the first whatever, the first week, two weeks, 
month. It's all like, yes, it's so wonderful. And then you get to like about six months and it's like, oh, I think this is for others, not for me. But you know what? Once the Holy Spirit gets his, his hook in there, it speaks in, in the Old Testament, one of the kings was brought back to, the, to Babylon with a hook through his jaw to make sure that he didn't escape. And I believe that's the way it is. I have a son. I have three sons. Two of them serve the Lord and the third one doesn't, the youngest one. And I'm trusting God. And I pray this. Lord, put that hook in his jaw and bring him back, Lord. No matter what it takes, bring him back. And I'm trusting God because that is beyond me to be able to bring him back into a relationship with Jesus. So, for me, that says, so how do we receive faith? How do we get it? If we need it, we need to know how to get it. It's no good knowing, yes, I need faith, but now how do I do that? And so the first thing is, faith comes by hearing God's Word. Faith comes by hearing God's Word. In Romans 10 and verse 17 it says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. Guys, I want to tell you that I've said this a few times during this time. You will not develop and strengthen your faith if you're not spending time in the Word. Now I want to take this even one step further. That spending, that Word that increases your faith is not just the Bible. The words that you read. That word in the Greek means rhema. Rhema. It's the living word of God. It's not just the logos. And so when you're spending time in, in God's word, and I, I trust you are, for me when I'm spending time, I'm reading, I'm reading, and I'm reading, and then suddenly, yes, that's the Lord. That's what He wants to say to me today. So if I'm not reading, that is not going to come. But when it comes, that's how I receive faith. Through His Word. Through His living Word. So we, we read. So faith comes by hearing. So it means that you can receive because faith comes by hearing. It's not only for those that are busy getting saved and uh, have, are not in a relationship with Jesus. It means faith comes by hearing. So I'm able to receive faith. Who's able to receive faith here? Put your hand up if you can receive faith. Oh, some of you can't. Either that or you're too cold. If you're too cold, oh, you guys taking the blankets. Okay, cool. Also, you can't get your arms out. So faith comes. Faith comes. Comes as a verb. It, it comes. It doesn't just happen. It comes as we spend time in His Word and then faith adds to us. Our faith is strengthened. We are encouraged. Have you had those times where uh, you're really struggling, you're going through a difficult time, and you pick up your Bible? That's why I encourage you to do it. Pick up your Bible, and I encourage you to do it... I want, I would like to say daily, but it's not possible for everyone to do daily. I want to encourage you to do it on a regular 
basis, and that's not once a year. That's at least, I don't know, four or five times a week you need to, to get the Word. And don't, I want to encourage you, don't get a devotional with the dates on. Because when you fall beyond those dates, you start to feel like, Ugh. no, don't do that. So we, it comes, we encounter God's Word. It begins to change our lives. So we, our faith is increased. Our, we receive faith as we hear God's Word. And we, when you hear God's Word, it's through your eye, through your ear, wherever you hear it in your spirit, God begins to speak to you. The, the second way of receiving faith is listening for His voice. Think, oh yeah, that's when did when when did you last hear God's voice? Very seldom, seldom is it. This is my son, whom I well pleased. No, it doesn't happen like that. It's like you're in front of the the mirror and you've just had your quiet time and you're brushing your teeth, and the Lord says, "Make yourself clean." as you're brushing your teeth. I don't know about you, but God speaks to me through creation. Often He'll say something through His creation that I can see. I remember I was once in the Kruger Park. I used to go up there on a regular basis when I led the church that I planted in Nelspreet. I'd go up there every Monday because the guy that was an elder on my, on my eldership team had a had a, a, a practice at Skakuza, which is the main camp in uh, the Kruger Park. And so I would get, he would go and do his practice thing. Monday was my day off. I'd jump into the car and I'd drive around because Patty was working, so it, was, it wasn't worth my while staying at home. And I stopped and I saw this herd of buffalo. And I thought, wow. And God said to me, you are like a buffalo. You are trampling people all over the place. You are hurting people. You are destroying people. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Because when I was younger, I, was, I tended to be, a, as the saying goes, a bull in a china shop. For those in Afrikaans, I don't know what that means, but anyway, Donnie will tell you afterwards. But in John 10 and verse 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and this is an amazing thing. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. The only way that he knows us is when we hear his voice. When I was reading the scripture, I thought, Wow! If I don't hear your voice, you don't know me. And they follow me. To follow Jesus, we, we need to hear his voice. We need to hear his voice. Or when, when you come into the presence of God, and I want, I want to encourage you in your times with God, sometimes just leave your Bible one side and go and sit down and say, Lord, I need you to speak to me today. 
I cannot continue without hearing you right now in this place. And you know what? Whenever we do that, whenever we make ourselves available, it's amazing that God just comes. Because you know what? It hasn't been Him that is the problem. It's us that are so busy and getting on with life and doing what we feel we need to do all the time. That's the reason we can't hear Him. God speaks in different ways to different people. I can imagine Sean, who spends his life working on cars. I can imagine when he's tightening a bolt and the Lord says, Hey, I'm going to tighten you up. If you don't listen and look after your wife in the right way. How's that, Tanya? You're going to pay me after it. But the Lord speaks to us in the language that we understand. Like Donnie puts, wants to buy some clothes, puts his clothes on, but they're far too baggy and big for him. And it's like the Lord says to him what the Lord said to David, don't wear another man's clothes. Wear what I've given you to wear. So ask God, Lord, this is what I spend my time doing. Can you speak to me in this situation? Those that work in finances, what do you think the Lord is saying to you? He's just saying, give more. <laughs> How's that for finance teaching? Be expectant. When, when you're listening, you may hear some things that your, your friends and your family don't agree with. That's the time when you come to your saved friends and family and you say to them, what do you feel about this? Because we've got the same baseline. We can speak from the same area in our life. Because our, for, for Patty and I, when we went to Nelspreet, we had a house. It was a really big house. It was a beautiful house on the south coast. And uh, God said to us, go. So like Patty and I, we just said, okay, we're going. And we went to Nelspreet, left the house behind, which we struggled to let out to rent. We, we struggled to look after it while we were not near it. And so we were trying to sell it. And one day we were having a prayer meeting. I was actually busy traveling back from Durban to, to Nelspreet. Patty was in the prayer meeting with the people that had come up from Secunda. And uh, I phoned Patty and she said to me, they have said that there's somebody in the family that is not happy about you moving and so they've spoken words that is, they are stopping you from selling your house. So like we were, so what's that? Crossword portal, what's that? The next day, Patty phoned her stepmother who lived in the area and they didn't want us to go. 
and they'd ridden past our house, and they said to one another, they're not going to sell that house because they're not coming back. I'm looking. Yes, that's right. And so at the prayer meeting that night, we prayed. Lord, we need you to break those words that have been spoken over this house. We have come to Nalspect with the purpose of planting a church for you. And we, we left there to go to the conference that we went to once a year in Bloemfontein. On the way to the conference, we sold our house twice. We had two offers that were better than what we wanted. Or never, never better than what you want, but above what we wanted. So don't listen to unsaved family members. My wife's distracting me. When she moves, I'm distracted. And as you hear his voice, you will receive faith. Your faith will be lifted up. Isn't that right? I was speaking to Danelle. Sorry. Renelle's had this unbelievable pain in her body. And uh, she hasn't known what to do. So the guys prayed for her, the gals prayed for her. And she has told me that pain went from an, she told Patty actually, that pain went from an eight to a four. And it's getting less. Now she goes for a scan on what date, Renelle? Danelle, sorry. First of August. Okay, so you all have until the first of August to get rid of that thing properly. Because Danelle, I can see already her faith is like, hey, there's there's something happening here. Heinrich needs help because he wants to run away. He doesn't really believe it's happened. But faith is, I've heard you, Lord. Heard means I can feel that there's something happening in my body. And the pain has begun to go away. Guys, let's be praying for Danelle. Let's see God do what he wants to do. Just, just one disclaimer. If you are in sin, you will not hear God. You will not hear God. Because if you hear, it's not God. Because God cannot come into a situation where there is sin. He cannot. He will not. Number three, we must be willing to do whatever He says. Do you hear that, Rana? Heinrich? Got someone else to pick on now. In, in John 2 and verse 5, the first miracle that we read about, it says, His mother said to the servants, Do whatever He tells you to do. You know what? Sometimes God tells us we need to do this. And we think, hey, you know, that's blind. Eh? 
I, I, oh, sorry, maybe you don't know what blind means. It means uh, I don't want to do that because I'm going to be embarrassed. These people are all looking at me and I'm like, what am I going to do now? I, I can't do what you're telling me to do. Have you ever had one of those situations where God's given you something to do and you're not able to? None of you. I tell you, I've had lots of them. I've been so embarrassed sometimes to do what God asked me to do. Like I feel like, oh, Lord, give, let Patty do that. Because <laughs> Patty's like, hey, she's, she's a next level person. Eh? She will do it immediately. I've got to like process it and think about it and maybe, maybe not. Guys, when the Lord asks you to do something, do it. No matter how embarrassing it is. Can you imagine these guys, they fill up the, that water that they're talking about was actually the water that was used to wash people's hands. And he says, okay, I'm going to turn that into wine. The best wine. The Oaks must have been thinking, Ugh. okay, Imagine, <laughs> I might get myself into trouble. My wife's going to say, no, don't say that. Um, imagine if you get something on your foot. Imagine what it is. And you've got dogs. You get something on your foot. And so you put it in a bucket to like wash it off, because in Cape Town we don't put things under taps, we wash them off in, in buckets, and then you've got the stuff left behind in the bucket. And God says, okay, now I want you to pray over that. And I'm going to turn it into grape juice, because I don't drink wine. So, and it's grape juice. I still would be like, Now, when your friends come, hey, come, I've got some grape juice for you. And you watch their face. <laughs> we, we, we have to go beyond what our eyes and our ears and our taste and our five senses. We've got to go beyond that. Especially after COVID, because most of us can't taste or see or hear or anything anyway anyway but you know what it's when we step out in obedience even though it's irrational it's like wow how can i do this it's irrational obedience is god's love language you know in the marriages we all do the five love languages Obedience is God's love language. Next thing, be doers. Be doers and not hearers. I'm going to shoot through these things now. For faith to work for us, we have to hear and act on the words he speaks to us. It's about the guy that builds his house. You can put that one up, Peter. He, he builds his house on a rock and the storms and the things of life bash against it, but it doesn't fall down. 
Why is that? Because if you go to the beginning, it says, those that hear and do His Word. It's no good just hearing. It's no good coming to church on a Sunday and just hearing. Then when you leave here, nothing changes. You just carry on in the same way that you do. If you support Red Bull and you don't leave a Ferrari fan, you got a problem. <laughs> and if you're a Mercedes fan, <laughs> You know what, if, if you're wondering why we're all laughing and carrying on, you know, we've got a Formula One group that all the guys comment on. I don't until, if we win, then I comment. <laughs> not, so I'm not getting much chance to comment. <laughs> yeah, not yet. I'm glad, yeah. I'm wearing my red shirt next Sunday. But you know what, often when, when we want to give up, God says, no, no. You have to do what I've told you. Give God the glory. It's very, it's a sad thing when uh, God does something and then we don't glorify Him. Because you know what? People can come to the front. We can pray for them. We can pray and pray and pray and nothing happens because if God doesn't want something to happen, it's not going to happen. But it doesn't mean that we don't do it. Another thing that causes faith to be rele released to us is to give thanks. That's probably the easiest thing for me to do. A thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know, when you wake up in the morning, it's not, good God, it's morning again. It's God, what a good morning this morning. When we fall out of bed. I've got two things here I've written. Mercy, mercy, write this down if you're writing. Mercy is when we don't get what we actually deserve. Grace is get, we get what we don't deserve. So we get grace, but we don't get we, mercy. Stops us being, as we read in the Bible, the Bible objects of wrath. Who's playing? Hey, you guys are here to wake them up. That's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> Penelope Jane. Guys, everyone calls her Penny. But it's my privilege to call her Penelope Jane because that's actually her name. But she has said to me, if you want to call me Penelope, you have to call me the full name, Penelope Jane. So if you want to love her and care for her and show her affection, call her Penelope Jane. At first she was like, no, don't call her. But now, hey, can I have a hug, Penelope Jane? Yes, come on. 
I love Penelope Jane. <laughs> it was so funny. Yesterday, as I was preaching at, at Durbanville, uh, I kept on saying, and this morning, and it was in the afternoon. It's not like a... <laughs> but eventually I got it right. And everyone... Ah! So this morning, if you're in the place where you need to be receiving faith from God, I want, you, I want to encourage you to stand up. If you've never surrendered your life, to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you this morning. Why don't you stick your hand up and we can pray for you. Is there anyone like that? But this morning, I want you to walk out of this place encouraged, robed in courage and strengthened. I don't want you to leave here if you haven't been strengthened and you haven't been encouraged. I would love to carry on joking and about Formula One, but this morning I'm serious about you need to leave here strengthened and encouraged. I know we all face things. We all face different uh, scenarios in our life. And this morning, I really want you to leave here in a, in a good place. If you're struggling to receive faith from God in whatever area, and I don't want you to be afraid because, oh, what's this person going to say? No, I want you this morning. If, you, if you're not hearing, if you're not listening, if you're not doing, if you're not thanking Him for what He's done in your life, I wonder if you could stand up this morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Then because I know that you should all be standing, because God doesn't give me a word, to prepare if there's no one to respond. I wonder if we could all stand this morning. Lord, I don't know where everyone here this morning finds themselves. I don't know where people find themselves weak where people find themselves discouraged because things have not gone the way they would have liked them to go. So Lord, this morning I pray that you would come, that all of us will leave you having heard your word to us, Lord, as individuals. Jackie, could you come up here? I want
wonder if some of the ladies could just pray for us, specifically in the job area. Is that right? Good. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, I really feel as well that God wants to come and do things in marriages this morning. He wants you to leave you strengthened. He wants you to leave you encouraged. And there's always room for growth in our marriages. So I'm, I'm asking as one of those that needs prayer and prays on a regular basis for my marriage, if there, if there are those that need prayer for your marriage this morning, I wonder if you'd come to the front. Yes, Lord. Don't be afraid, guys. Come. The Lord's here. He wants to, to help you this morning. I wonder if some of the guys could come and pray here. Donnie. And this morning, I also feel that there's, there is some people here that are struggling to believe that God can heal them. And so you can just stay here, Danelle and Chantal. I wonder if you feel this morning that you've got a gift of praying for people that are sick and seeing them healed. I wonder if you could come up here. I want you to pray for these, these ladies. Now we're going to start with the husband. Go for it, John. Are you there for yourself? The com leaders, please, if you, yeah. that 